podcasting from the world's most livable city, Melbourne. This is the Your Career Down Under Show, a podcast dedicated to help newly arrived skilled migrants and settled migrants with their career and employment issues. We interview recruiters, career coaches, HR experts and employers who share tips, techniques and insights to help you land a job quickly and rapidly advance your career. Hi, today I'm speaking with Russell Johnson. Russell is a pioneer and leader in the field of career management services for executives and professionals. Since 1992, he and his colleagues have assisted many thousands people in achieving their career objectives and in living more successfully in and through their career. Let's talk to Russell. Welcome, Russell. Welcome to the Your Career Down Under show. Very good to join you, Nash, and appreciate the opportunity to have this discussion. So, Russell, before we begin talking about the importance of career strategy, can you share with our listeners a bit about your career journey and how did you end up doing what you're doing right now? Well, my journey started out with confusion. and. <laughs> okay. uh, I grew up in Australia and born in Melbourne and largely raised in Melbourne. But at the age of 14, when I was a student in high school and doing very well and had a clear view of what I wanted my career to be about, I intended to become a teacher at the time. I was suddenly taken out of school because I was the oldest son in a very large family Mm. and there were some very serious health problems in the family. And I was told I needed to go and get a job in order to help provide for the family. So that started out with a a basis of complete confusion. And the journey from that to doing what I was doing took many, many years. I worked for a few years, ultimately went into business to make more money and to be able to buy a home for my family. And I did that and uh, then went overseas and studied for a few years. Because I didn't know what I really wanted to do, even at that stage, I ended up graduating from institution just outside London with a Bachelor of Arts degree. And because the institution was associated with a church and the church had a plan for me in my career and I didn't have a plan for me in my career, (laughs) I ended up spending the next few years in Africa as a minister of religion. Wow. And so when I finally recognized that, look, that wasn't enough of a deliberate choice on my part. It really wasn't what I wanted to do and I wanted more freedom of thought. So and I left it behind and I'd married a young lady and so we had one child and another one on the way. And because my wife is American, we went to live in the US and I thought, well, what am I going to do for a career now? The expression career strategy never even occurred to me. What I was looking for was, what can I do? I need to make a decent living. And look, I was lucky in some respects, and I'm very much aware that good luck can save us in a lot of ways. But I was very confused about my career. The only thing I could think of at the time was, look, I'm an ex-minister, and how on earth could I expect to make a decent living in any other way than in sales? Because at least as a minister, I had to use my voice, and I had to learn to talk and so on, and I didn't have any other qualifications. So I thought, well, I'll have to go into sales. And I ended up getting into franchising, and then I quickly got moved into management. And when I got moved into management, I ended up basically building one of the world's fastest-growing franchise restaurant chains. I had the opportunity to join a chain. And again, this was more luck than good management of my own career. But I ended up in a situation where there was a tremendous opportunity to turn around a situation with a a chain that was already many years old. 
but had completely failed to capitalize on its opportunities for growth. Yeah. And I, so I joined the chain as director of franchising and I was ultimately promoted to become the number two executive of the company. Right. And by then, we were already one of the world's fastest growing chains, opening a new restaurant every 39 hours or so wow. on average. And we were being written up. There were about 3,000 franchise chains in the United States at that time. We were being written up independently ranked in the top 10. And so we made a really big impression in the US because it was a great turnaround of a chain that yeah. everybody was writing off. But I came to the realization that I didn't actually want to stay there any longer because from then on, all it would be about sort of saying, all right, well, I'm going to enjoy this really rich, affluent lifestyle and I'm going to, uh, I'm going to make a lot of money. Then what else? I wanted a more meaningful career. And so meaning was always really important for me. Yeah. I guess even back to the days when I wanted to be a teacher. And so I finally left it behind. And I told my vice presidents, my family and my friends and so on, that I was resigning because I didn't want to keep on doing that. Mm. And I needed to find what it was that I did want to do. And since I didn't know how to do that, I thought, well, I'll get some help and got some help over the next couple of years. But I ended up taking four and a half years off. Now, I was... So you took I was a in break. A, so you did not work. Yeah, I took a break and I thought it would yeah. be a few months. I thought, I thought we'd be taking a break for a few months. Uh, it ended up being a few years instead. And along the way, we made a family decision to come back to the end, sorry, to come to Australia for our children, one of whom was born in Africa and the other one was born in the US. It was a big thing, but it was an adventure and they actually chose the adventure. They said they would like to come to Australia. So for me, it was a big choice because all of a sudden I was turning away from the big society, the United yeah. States. Little, and coming back here wasn't the easiest thing in the world to do. I think so, but, yeah. But anyway, I was not looking for another job because at that point I had built a pretty good base of assets and I was thinking, no, I'm going to do something for myself, by myself, but I wanted to be something that's truly meaningful. And that was the thing I was having trouble with and that's why yeah. I ended up taking so long. I ultimately came to the recognition that I wanted to do this work and it was as much as anything because I had realized in trying to get some help with my own career that there wasn't really very much help available for executives and professionals. There was lots of help available for people just leaving school, leaving university and so on. But once people already had a career history, getting to the right place was much, much more difficult than getting the sort of career help that was really needed. I hadn't been able to do it. And so I thought, well, okay, I'm going to start this. I'm going to start doing this yeah. work. It was partly because I had become reacquainted with a colleague that I'd studied with in the UK decades earlier. And uh, he had since come out to Australia and founded and developed a chain of recruitment consultancies that he was selling off. And as he was selling those businesses, he and I sat down one evening in our living room and talked about what needed to happen with executives and professionals and their careers. Mm. And all of a sudden, I came to this blinding flash of the obvious that the truth of the matter was that the problems that I was having about finding something really motivating to do weren't just limited to me. Lots of other people had the same problem. And because there wasn't any really good help around, I thought, well, I can at least approach this from a base of experience. Yeah. And so I'll start doing that. I actually started doing it together and then fairly quickly realized that we could be friends or partners, but we couldn't be both. And so we decided we'd stay friends and we separated from the partnership. But that's what started me doing this work. And that was 27 years ago now. Wow. So you had probably three or four major career transitions. Yes, yes. That's pretty fascinating. Then I find it from a migrant point of view, we've been drilled down that the job is for life. Or you just follow one career path. My dad started his mm. first job back in 1970s as a junior engineer. And by the time yeah. he retired, he became the CEO of that government organization. 
Yes. But that's like he knew that if he continued to do the work, he will continue to get promotions and then eventually he will rose to that. Yes. But those things are pretty broken nowadays in today's day and age. Yes, that's right. Careers are not as stable as they used to be. In fact, the whole society and with technological change being a yeah. thing, everything is changing so fast. Strategy is actually harder. Back then, it was very, very easy. Very easy. That's right. So, Russell, let's get into the topic. So, how do you define career strategy? Well, maybe we should start by saying what strategy broadly, even apart from careers, is and isn't. It's very badly abused. So most people tend to define strategy in a way that is really defining tactics, not strategy. So it might be good to just discuss the difference between them a little bit. The Oxford Dictionary defines strategy as a plan of action designed to achieve a long-term or overall aim. Mm. And so when I hear people say, well, I've got a strategy to get my resume right, I feel it's important to point out the difference between the difference between strategy and tactics. Because there's a saying, strategy without tactics is the slow route to victory. Mm. Tactics without strategy is the noise before defeat. Wow. And this is what I see happening in countless careers. People are operating tactically, not strategically, and not realizing that that is a path to everything that they don't want and to nothing very much at all that they do want. Because now let me take it across to the issue of what you're asking about, what's the true meaning of strategy yeah. in regard to a Well, I would suggest that your definition, a definition for strategy in regard to career could be that's overall plan to create the life that we want to create and to be able to look back on with satisfaction at the end and to say, I've lived a great, a wonderful life because mm. that's what a career is for, isn't it? That's why we work. Mm. We work to create the life we want. So the strategy, since strategy is about an overall plan, we can basically say career strategy should be our overall plan to create the life we want. Mm. And that gives it a breadth of possibility that allows us to go in a lot of different directions. But we need to have a continual awareness of what's the life I want to create. Do I want to, like, for instance, let me give you an illustration. Please. I'll speak and I, and I can talk anonymously about my clients, of course. And uh, yeah. so I was talking yesterday with a chap. He's not actually a client and he may or may not even become a client. Sure. But he's actually at a stage where his career is very, very seriously broken, terribly mm. broken. He has had in the past immensely successful career on the face of it because he was a manager for the Asia-Pacific region for one of the world's larger companies in its field of area, and he would have been earning in today's money over a million dollars a year, pretty wow. certainly. So on the face of it, he, he had a very successful career. Mm. The truth of the matter was that it wasn't because it was sort of resting on a sort of a single pillar, so to speak, and if he lost that job for any reason, it was going to be difficult to find the next one, and especially since he wanted to come back to Australia, didn't want to end up living in Hong Kong forever and ever. So he came back to Australia, and because he didn't really have a clear view of his career, he ended up with a couple of other jobs that weren't really very, he didn't, didn't have a good strategy. He ended up actually even going into business and losing a huge amount of money going into business, losing many millions of dollars in the business. And ultimately, that and some issues that he had mm. in terms of relationships, which are some of the ways of operating in yeah, life that he yeah, yeah. had, where they got him promoted, but they were actually destructive of relationships. And so he's ended up now, he's a man now in his 60s, and he has lost almost all of the money that he accumulated. Oh, wow. He's also lost his marriage after decades oh. of marriage. 
and he's feeling very unsuccessful indeed yeah. and started too because his health has suffered as a result. So this is an example of what on the face of it looked like a successful career, but the reality is it's been a very non-strategic wow. career. The results are looking pretty terrible. And unfortunately, that's what happens too often. So is the other way to put around that tactics are more of dosing the fire or what yeah. do I want to do in next one year, two year? Let me do yeah. this course. Let me improve my this. But you yes. don't have a real, like a big picture even in big big picture what i have come to understand russell when we started to talk about this is the is that you connect career to life strategy too isn't it yes exactly because the moment i think about it a lot of the people will have two distinct things as if they are not connected yes exactly yes and in fact we're somewhat encouraged to do that yeah and uh, by the world of work we've got to remember that the world of jobs it doesn't exist because some employer benevolently decided i'm going to help people to have great lives working for my company it usually doesn't work that way there are some but they usually sure. that usually only lasts as long as the ownership of that very benevolent person continues and at some point along the way if the organization becomes publicly owned and so on it's all about profitability and mm. so on and so the employee the individual is a means to that end as far as the company is concerned that's what they're there for is to produce money produce income for the organization so they're not concerned about what's best for the individual and we've got to be very concerned about that individually yeah. we've got to be very clear about what we're really aiming to achieve mm. yeah absolutely and in terms of one of the thing is the key question that the skilled migrants that i deal with face russell is that my experience and i think my career story also started not so much with confusion but more for ignorance Yes, so I finished my year 12 like a VC back in India and mm. I did not know what I wanted to do but my dad was an engineer so I decided the engineering would probably be the best path for me and probably few minutes before that I was choosing my direction whether do I want to go and study electronics electrical or mechanical engineering and when the choice was presented and I said look I want to choose electronics and they say you can't get into electronics because that quota is full i said okay give me mechanical then oh, so, gotcha. okay, yeah. you know, so i did not even consider now i chose mechanical because my friends were going in that and they were going to stay in the same city that i wanted to go in so yeah. for me the career decision that i made was completely out of ignorance now a lot of the migrants i'm not saying all of them will have a ignorant career decision but when they come here before that they have not had unemployment ever in their lifetime and they have a set career they have seen progress like an escalator and yes. now when they come here they suddenly start to feel out of pace they don't know where to begin they don't know how do i think about my career because a i've not been taught how to think about career and yeah. this is a new country i don't know how things work here so yes, what do you exactly. suggest with those migrants russell well thank you for raising that question nashad i have uh, worked with personally and through the colleagues and people that i've employed yeah. over the years in this with literally many thousands of people who face yeah. that sort of and it can cause terrible harm to their careers yes. a strategy so let me just comment broadly and i might be able to add a few comments about some yes, specifics that people could do the most important thing is to be thinking in terms of what do i really want to be doing over the long term 
And how do I minimize any harm that might come in the short term because of the fact that I need an income and I need it quickly? If we take the example, you came from India and I'm very much aware that for anybody coming from India, there is a massive problem, or most people coming from India anyway, face a massive problem because the cost of living in Australia is so high by comparison. Absolutely. Absolutely. People will come here with what seems like a reasonable amount of money, but they find that... Very quickly. Yeah, run out very, very quickly indeed. And so for most people coming here, what I would suggest is we've still got to be, what's really important is to say, what do I really want to do? For instance, uh, I've worked with huge numbers of people in IT. And the problem with information technology careers in general is because they're highly technical and the people who are making hiring decisions really don't want to get bogged down in the technology, but they want to get somebody who can do the job that they will feel confident of and confident and comfortable with and so on, they really don't want to look at just a whole lot of data. And in any event, the problem is there are so many people who seem to have similar skills that if you simply go out and become an applicant, uh, and this this is what people tend to do, they come to Australia and they'll start applying for jobs, keep on applying until they become disillusioned and then desperate very often. And when they become desperate, they'll try even harder and it actually produces even worse results. So what's really important is to have as part of the strategy, the tactics within the strategy come down to knowing how to get that first job. And the first job might not be the right one at all. The first job might be just a way to keep income coming in. In fact, it usually, well, I shouldn't say usually, but for many, if not most people, it ends up being this, to take that first job that is not the one they really want. And for most people, if you end up taking a job that's not what you really want, it's probably going to be best to leave it off the resume as well. Because... Resumes need to be focused on, they need to be focused around it and presenting a clear picture. And if you start bringing something else like you drove for Uber, first of all, or something like that, or got a job picking and packing in a warehouse, yeah. and that's not what my, you know, that's not your professional career, that stuff shouldn't go in the resume, generally speaking. I'm getting into the level of tactics, so we probably better yeah. not go there too much. But, uh, but if we think in terms of strategy, the strategy is always about the overall plan for creating the life that we want through our work. And so it becomes a matter of saying, okay, now I need to know how to manage the market. I need to know how to get the sort of role that I want that will allow me to build that kind of life. People may have already had that life, felt that they had that life, for instance, in the country that they came from. Now they simply want to pick that up and get the same kind of job here in Australia. And they may very well be able to do it. But what it will take is uh, the right blending of tactics within strategy. If the strategy is, that's what I want, the tactics may include taking a job, like I said, picking and packing in a warehouse or something like that, and keeping it off the resume, and then thinking in terms of, now, how am I actually going to get that job that I want? And one of the things to understand here is that there's a marketing issue involved, not not a selling issue. issue. People end up basically pulling themselves into sellers and end up being rejected because they're simply not using the right tactic to actually bring their strategy into an effective outcome. So I know we're not here to talk tactics specifically yeah, about how to do yeah. If we think of it in terms of what we're aiming to do is we want to be energized and motivated by the fact that any setbacks we have are only temporary. Yeah. We're working for a long job. That's okay. That's just a stepping stone. That's allowing us to stay in Australia and do what we need to do in order to be able to get the right job. Mm. We don't want the wrong jobs appearing on the resume because they will generally do more harm than good. So one of the things that I would suggest to most people, for instance, if they're coming into Australia as yeah. professionals, 
and they think, well, I can't seem to get interviews at my level, at the level that I'm used to working, is don't go more than one level below the level that you're used to working Mm. and don't start trying to apply for jobs three levels below or two levels below or something like that because you won't be taken seriously. People will say, they'll they'll be thinking, no, the first thing he does, he'll do once he gets that job or she gets that job is they were looking for the next job. Yeah, they, they won't stay with me for any length of time because they know that all they need to do is get into the field and then they can move up. Yeah. And that's generally true, but you won't get interviews for those sorts of jobs. That's true. And in terms of final question on the same line is one of the things that migrants, in my experience, sort of struggle with is aiming for two or three different roles or having two or three different employment goals. Mm-hmm. How do you see that? Is it I'm of an opinion that you should have at least one major goal, like I want to be a project engineer in mechanical engineering industry, for yes. example, right? Yes. And that's what I want to follow that path. If there's a design engineer that comes about, if I see that I can do it, I'll apply. If somebody asks me that we want to put your resume forward for that, I'm happy to do that. But I'll probably focus my energy on one particular employment goal. Do you value that or is it something that people should recalibrate and adapt to the market situation? It's not the easiest question to answer because it'll be a little bit different for different people. But as a broad principle, what we really need to be doing is have that one clear goal as to the sort of role that we're looking for. And then say, in fact, if we look at any other roles, are they close enough that I'll be able to step from that role? If I get that role, that I will be able to step into the place that I want to get or am I taking my career off in a different path that I don't want to go on? For some people, that might become appropriate to do. And this is where we really need to understand what we want and also to understand the realities of the market pretty clearly. But generally speaking, if people start aiming for a whole lot of different roles, for instance, and I've seen that happen a great deal, people will just start saying, oh, well, I'm going to apply for all of these different roles. And yeah. it's sometimes shotgunning the market. Like thinking of think of a shotgun and the pellets are sprayed out all over the place. Well, yeah. shotgunning the market doesn't work well. Employers just think this person's desperate for a job. They don't know what other jobs you're applying for, but they yeah. do know that you don't seem focused and your resume isn't particularly focused and so on. Yeah. And because in, under those circumstances, people just end up sending out hundreds of resumes, hundreds of applications and so on. Mm. They end up becoming desperate. Employers know that they're desperate. And recruiters won't even talk to them because the recruiters will think, no, I cannot take time to talk to anybody like this. There are too many of those people out there and I know that I can't sell them through to an employer. One of the most common mistakes that people make coming to Australia is to try to get a job through a recruiter, through applying for jobs. And in fact, the best strategy to get the sort of role you want is to think in terms of building a network. Yeah. And it's, it's not as easy as we'd it's like it to be. Yeah, I know. But it's not so hard as to be impossible either. If it's done well, and again, if we think strategically and yeah. operate tactically as well, we can actually take an approach. This is where a role like uh, the sort of warehouse role or something like that that I mentioned can be very, very useful because what you do is you end up basically saying, all right, now I can get myself comfortable financially or if not particularly comfortable, at least yeah. okay. Sure. I can make money to live. Now yeah. I can be very, very deliberate and systematic mm. about my career and about making the right connections in the right ways. That's what True. gets the best of us. True. Excellent. Look, Russell, you shared so much gold nuggets. I'm pretty sure our listeners will find it extremely useful. Just the last thing, if people want to really get to know what you can do for them, what's the best way for them to connect with you? Well, I would suggest they could come to my website, which is uh, 
rjacareers.com. The RJA stands for Russell Johnson and Associates, but just think rjacareers.com. They could come to the website and there's a form there that they could fill out and uh, just ask to basically say, well, I'd like to talk to somebody about my career and we'd be very happy to talk about what we could do to help. Excellent. Russell, thank you very much for spending some time and providing your insights into this. I'm pretty sure we will touch base again with another important topic. All right. Well, it'll be a pleasure and very good to have the opportunity to talk with your listeners or in a way that your listeners will be able to listen to if they find it useful. So very good speaking with you and thanks, Nasha. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Your Career Down Under show. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you want to know more about how Your Career Down Under can help you, please reach out to us on www.yourcareerdownunder.com.au and if you have got a question about today's episode or if you want us to do a particular show on a particular topic please reach out to us we would love to do that until next time be well